creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Uh, and I'm very pleased to welcome uh, to the show Mr. Chris Amu from The Real Thing. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing, mate? I'm fine, thanks, Kevin. You? Oh, I'm not too bad at all. And I should say welcome back to the programme uh, because uh, you were you were on the show about 14, 15 years ago. Uh, wow. <laughs> long time ago. It just shows you how good that interview was. It took us 15 years to get you back again. There um, you so- go. There you go. <laughs> Now, it really doesn't seem like the real thing's been around for, for 50 years this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, are, are there plans to uh, sort of mark that milestone? Yes, the plan is a new album, Kevin. <laughs> well, th- there we go. We've, we've got the whole year celebrated. So, And uh, and the album yeah. is absolutely it's brilliant. Um, I, I love it to bits. I've not stopped playing it. Um, oh, so, brilliant. Um, and, th- I mean, there's a couple of tracks on there as well, which... Uh, people may know if they know the history of the real thing. One of them is one that I mentioned earlier on, Children of the Ghetto. And the other yeah. one is, um, I, I believe Daddy Deer is a, an, an older track as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, Children of the Ghetto is probably our favourite that we've ever written. And it's certainly my, my favourite over the years. Basically because it's so important to us. Because it basically is about us. It's about the real thing it's about our upbringing it's about uh, i mean we are the lyrics to children of the ghetto yeah daddy dear the same um it was written by eddie um a long 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 time ago before we had hits and i always well we always were going to revisit the song but obviously since eddie died i decided as a tribute to him um to go back and have a listen to the song and basically um, bring it up to date, rewrite it, basically. And, um, yes, yeah, so we're very proud of that. But, that, you know, them two tracks in particular, and Hang On, Never Let Go, are dedicated to uh, Eddie and Ray. Now, I, I saw, and I, I mentioned this just before um, I spoke to you on air, I saw The Real Thing at the Playhouse a few years ago uh, with Eddie, who, I tell you what, he, he's, he was like Zebedee off the Magic Roundabout. He was just, he just bounces all over the stage. He'd got so much energy um, yeah. in him. So, and, and I'm sure that you, like every Real Thing fan, uh, miss him terribly, you know, obviously more um, than us. Um, it, it was Eddie, actually, who started, I suppose, the roots of The Real Thing, because um, they... Back to the 1960s, the early 60s, he formed a band called The Chants, didn't he? He did, yes, yes. Um, basically, we got our inspiration from them. Um, obviously, they were a lot older than we were, but they, by the time we came to wanting our own thing, by the time we got to 15, they were like really well-established. And basically, by looking at them, we knew that we could have a career in the music business doing something that we love because they'd prove that you could have a career and make a career of it, you know. So that was very important to me and Dave when we were forming the real thing. Um, that was around about 1970. Um, and, of course, the rest, as you know, Eddie joined us in 1975. And um, then we had you to me in 1976. So, you know, everything sort of went to plan, as it were. 
Well, I tell you what, there's such a lot of musical history within the real thing. As I say, I mentioned the Chants back in the 60s who were a doo-wop band. Check out the Chants on, on YouTube. There's some brilliant stuff on there. Um, so, And you, just before the real thing, you formed the Sophisticated Soul Brothers, uh, which included Dave Smith, of course, who, who's with yourself, is the real thing today. Uh, back in the early 70s, it was an, an A&R man who signed you up to a record label as the Sophisticated Soul Brothers and then changed the name to the real thing. Just tell us how that change of name came about? Basically, when we were in the rehearsing stage, before we'd really done anything, we were, we were called, we called ourselves the Sophisticated Soul Brothers. We didn't have a manager or anything at that point. Uh, we were just dreaming. And we used to write the name on a piece of paper. How were we going to sort of spell it? How were we going to sign it? You know, all that kind of thing. And... Basically, we got opportunity knock. Oh, we changed our name along the way to Vocal Perfection. You've got to understand that we, we weren't doing anything when we were these names. We were rehearsing. We were um, learning how to sing at home in our front room. So we got sick of Sophisticated Soul Brothers, and we changed our name to Vocal Perfection. And round about this time, we started doing like a lot of t talent com contests. And we got an uh, opportunity knock. At round about the same time, we met our manager, who became our manager up until he died three years ago, a guy called Tony Hall. And he thought that the name Vocal Perfection um, wasn't really good for us because we weren't vocally perfect. At that time, we were only young and raw. And he thought that being called that particular name would, it wouldn't be good for us because people would pick up on it, you know. So he was driving around Piccadilly um, and the big Coca-Cola sign came up and it was like Coca-Cola, it's the real thing. And that's where he got the name Real Thing from. And we've been Real Thing ever since. Ever since. So the birth of the Real Thing was Opportunity Knock. And, of course, that, that was pretty groundbreaking because uh, you, you were the first um, all-black male group to, uh, to actually appear on a TV talent show, I believe, as well. And you, you, this is the 70s. You know, you'd have thought that it had happened before. I've got no idea of that. That's for the statisticians to tell me. <laughs> um, I've got no idea. But uh, so they say, anyway, so they say. Now, the man we didn't think about that then, of course. We just thought, you know, get, get ourselves on. Exactly, and, and you won on Opportunity Knocks as well. And then the yeah. band's debut single, uh, which was called Vicious Circle, which not a lot of people will remember that, back in 1972. Now, that was quite groundbreaking at that time as well. And 50 years on, the band is still writing really thought-provoking songs, listening to the album. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, you're not scared to, to push the envelope, are you? Um, tell us a little bit about the new album, A Brand New Day, because um, it's... It's sort of part, look, listen to it, it's sort of part concept album, but it's, it's also just a great album to listen to. So tell us a little bit about the album. What we tried to do with this selection of songs was to come up with a selection that was relative to what we are now in 2022 without losing the flavour of what we had then. Because basically we feel that there are a lot of people who have loved the real thing over the years um, because of our particular brand of music. And we thought that they'd like to hear something 
that was actually new from the band, but that they weren't actually getting the chance to hear. So that was the whole idea uh, behind the album. But what we also wanted to do was we wanted to have a section of the album that was, like you say, thought-provoking, because it's something like we've always done. Right from the early days when we, we recorded our Four From Eight album, and we had a trilogy of songs which is all about Liverpool 8, where we grew up. And the head song on that was Children of the Ghetto. So what I thought would be a good idea would be to take that concept and bring it up to 2022. Because I felt in writing the songs, a lot of the things that we were writing about, like Children of the Ghetto, are as relevant now as they were back in the 1970s. So, you know, I just wanted to, number one, remind people of Children of the Ghetto and take it on. We wanted to take people through on a journey um, that most, well, I would say all black people face when they're growing up in the ghettos around the world. And if you listen to the songs, Children of the Ghetto is a very powerful song which is all about the bitterness and the alienation that is still felt by people growing up in, in the cities now. And then we go to the song um, God Help the Child. And God Help the Child is about a time in life where a young black person um, reaches a crossroads in life where he has to decide which path to take and the path he chooses can either take him on a road to, which may lead to drugs and, and things like that, or you can really look for inspiration and take the other path. But in order to do so, you need a benefactor sometimes. And the real thing, a testament to that, because our benefactor was the guy who I was talking about before, our manager, Tony Hall, who looked at four young black kids and believed in us and guided us right through the quagmire that enabled us to get to where we are today. So we had a benefactor, and that's what God Help the Child is all about. And then if we go on to Daddy Dear, um, the third song in the quadrilogy, Daddy Dear is about the time in life when a young black person goes to school and he becomes aware that he's different or people are treating him differently. Um, to what he's, he's known, he's become accustomed to. And that's when he goes to school and, you know, basically he goes home to his father and he says, and his mother's parents, and, you know, is there something wrong with me? Um, what's all these funny names that I'm getting called? And the parents have to turn around and explain that the world can be a cruel place, that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way of the world. And that's basically what the quadrilogy is all about. It's about a journey um, that um, young black people have to go through in life. So, and if you understand me, we are that journey. So I'm not talking about something, we're not singing about something that we are imagining because we listen to all the American music and the messages that come from over there. These are songs that are about ourselves and about our own experiences.
growing up. And I happen to know for a, a fact, a certain fact, that every single black person I know has been through exactly the same things. And that's what the quadrilogy is about. They say that you can only sort of really write through experience and same with love songs and stuff like that. And that really does come through with what you were saying, with listening to these tracks. Um, you know, you, you can you write from the heart um, and, you know, you write about your experiences. And that's why I think it sounds so real, I think, on, on, on the album. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know that you like to keep your finger on the pulse of today's music scene, and this album <laughs> is a very modern, uh, real thing album. Even though you know you listen to it and you think, you know, th this could have been made in the seventies, yeah. the eighties, but it yeah, sounds absolutely. so modern as yeah. well. And as I say, absolutely. you like to keep your finger on the pulse of today's music scene, and I absolutely adore the cover of Storms Is Blinded by Your Grace uh, that you did oh, uh, really? recently on, on the Radio Lovely. 2 thing. Um, <coughs> I mean, how important to you is it to keep an eye on today's artists and not really be seen as you know, one of these sort of retro bands who tour the festivals and play the old 70s mm -hmm. and 80s? Hit? How important is it for you? Um, it's very important because there's two things that determine longevity in this business. I think. And that is when you're hot and when you're not. It's when, it's when you're not hot that determines, and what you do when you're not hot, that determines how long you're going to last. And for me, the only way that you're going to last in this business is if you still feel the fun and the excitement that you felt when you first, when you first had that dream. Now, for me, and for our group, I can't speak for other groups, the fun comes from seeing people's reaction when we're singing our hit records. Because, make no mistake about it, it's not easy getting hit records, although people might think it's just a case of recording a song and it becomes a hit. It's not easy. In fact, it's almost impossible to get a hit record. So when you do get one, you've got to be proud of it. And... We just love to see the, 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 the fun that people have when, they, when we do them songs. And then the excitement comes from when we're, um, when we're performing our new songs. That's where the excitement comes from. And when you put the two things together, the fun and the excitement, that's what it's all about. And that's what's down to keeping your finger on the pulse. Because in order to keep that excitement, you've got to feel that you're going on stage and you, you, you're still coming up with new stuff. Even if people turn around and say to you, I don't like that, that's fair enough. So you come back, you write something else and hope that they'll like that, you know. Um, and that basically, for me, is what it's all about. I couldn't, the group could never survive just going around the festivals singing the hit records. We couldn't survive. Our, our whole heads wouldn't take that. We've got to have that edge and that excitement. And that can only come by listening to what's happening now and adapting them to suit your style. Because let's be totally honest, you know, the people have grown up with us as well. And they're hearing the music of today. They're hearing the music of today. So, you know, it's something that we feel that they want to hear as well. 
without alienating them. And there's a way of doing that, and we feel that we've done that on this album. I think you have as well, because as I say, the album is it, it, just rather, it's just wonderful to listen to. It's just so smooth, and for real thing fans and for people who maybe haven't heard so much of the real thing, it's a great soul album as well. And you've got yeah. the chance to perform uh, some of these tracks live, and I know that uh, you're in the area, Mansfield Palace Theatre, on the 27th of July this year. Oh, that's um, going to be great. It's yeah, going to be amazing. I, I mentioned yeah, it got cancelled last year. That one. Yeah, um, so it, it, it's back again, and, and people now can can get to get to see um, yourself. And as I mentioned before, I saw you at the Nottingham Playhouse a few years ago, and yeah. there is just so much energy comes off that stage. Um, you know, it, it's just so infectious. Do you still enjoy sort of performing live at the at the smaller theatres like the Mansfield Palace and the Nottingham Playhouse? Well, they the, they form the bulk of our work. I prefer, they're the type of gigs that we like doing, more so than clubs. Don't get me wrong, it's a great atmosphere. When we, I mean, we did the Jazz Cafe um, last week, uh, which is a smaller venue, but the atmosphere is amazing, you know. But if you want a really good, a positive show, well, then the theatres, like the smaller theatres, um, they're so intimate, and we can do an hour and a half, you know, and we can do a lot more, a show which is a lot more involved, and um, we absolutely love it. We love the festivals, don't get me wrong, I mean. But in the festivals, you're just going to get like 20 minutes, you know, half an hour yeah. or something like that. Um, and it's fun. It, it's a different type of atmosphere. Um, so, yeah, we enjoy it, honestly. We enjoy all the different types of venues that we work. But if you was to pin me down, I would have to say that the theatres are where we enjoy most. Well, I tell you what, because because I have personally seen uh, you, you know, performing at, at the place. I'd urge anybody who loves great music and a great live band as well, um, a great live sounding band, go along and see mm-hmm. the real thing, Mansfield Palace Theatre, twenty seventh of July, um, and you, you will not regret it because they're great live, they're brilliant live. Um, what's your favorite? If I had to pin you down to a favorite track from the new album, mm-hmm. what track would you choose? It's hard, really, because. I like different... I mean, my actual favourite song, really, of everything that we've ever done, is Children of the Ghetto. I enjoy it because I think it's probably my best vocal performance, and it's live. I enjoy singing it because it means so much to me. So... (laughs) It's hard, really, because I love Hang On, Never Let Go as well. That's a soul (laughs) ballad. And, you know, it's like, we all love a nice soul ballad, don't we? I mean, oh, don't we just? You, 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 you can't beat that. And then you've got Daddy Dear, which is very haunting. Mm. You know? I would have to say, Children of the Ghetto and Hang On, Never Let Go. Brilliant uh, stuff. I would have to say them too. Well, we've played Hang On, Never Let Go. We'll play Children of the Ghetto uh, from the album uh, very, very shortly. For people who want to find out more information about the real thing and, and touring and all the records and everything, uh, where can people go to find out more about you and Dave and, and the rest of the band? Yeah, we are The Real Thing on Facebook. Um, we've got a great website, which is um, therealthingofficial.com. You can get to us on Twitter. And I must point out that if anyone's got any questions... Once the questions start to build up on our Facebook site, I normally will do a question and answer on video, 
with our fans. So it's worthwhile following the Facebook page to find out when these uh, occasions are happening because we have great fun. Brilliant stuff. It's been lovely to speak to you again. Hopefully it won't be another 14, 15 years before we speak to you again. Uh, Hopefully not, Kev. Hopefully not. (laughs) So thank you so much for taking the time out. It's been lovely to speak to you. And as I say, the album is great. And uh, and you're back in the area in July at Mansfield, uh, the Mansfield Palace (laughs) Theatre, to perform live. So have a great Sunday uh, and uh, and take care, Chris. Thanks, Kev. You take care. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye.